Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Numbers 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. In a few minutes after the first break, we're going to have two guests. Rabbi Erntroy, Aaron Troy, in Ukraine, who is involved in evacuating and has informed my rabbi, Rabbi Chaim Cohen, of whom he's friends, with whom he's friends, of horrific atrocities that are taking place against the citizens of Ukraine, particularly by the Chechnyans. They're being slaughtered, they're being executed, they're being raped, they're being brutalized. You're not seeing this on TV, you're not even hearing much about it, but you'll hear about it firsthand in approximately 15 minutes. You know, maybe my next book should be American Fascism. You know, we wrote this book, I wrote this book, we together promoted this book, American Marxism. But there seem to be people among us, people among us, who continue to be apologists for Putin and for Russia. And continue within our own country to attack patriots who stand up to Putin, who have the guts to challenge him despite knowing they're going to be smeared and character assassinated. Maybe it's time to write that book, American Fascism. You and I, we are constitutionalists. We believe in Americanism. We believe in these principles. For the life of me, I cannot understand anybody who loves this country, loves freedom, as any even partial understanding of our Revolutionary War, I cannot understand anybody 
who comes to the defense, even with their mealy mouth excuses, of Russia. When Russia now has twice, twice threatened nuclear war in the last 36 hours. When Russia has nuclear missiles aimed at the United States. And the apologists and appeasers for Putin, who is a mass murderer and who is an assassin, who shares none of our principles, none of our values, and none of our traditions. Nobody wants to send your kids off to war any more than anybody wanted to send your kids off to war against Hitler or Tojo or Mussolini. We have an all-volunteer military. We don't have a draft. Nobody's sending your kids off to war. That's number one. Number two, nobody has said they want to send your kids into Ukraine. Not a single public figure that I'm aware of. So why do they keep repeating this? But the surest way for your kids to die is for us to reject our treaty obligations, reject what we see with our own two eyes and hear with our own two ears, reject support for our allies. And what can we do in this case? It is obvious that the Ukrainians want to fight, but they don't have the weapons they need to fight with. It's obvious that if we would open our oil and gas spigots the way Trump had done, go back to pre-Biden, that we would drive down the price of fuel, <clears throat> reduce the amount of money the Russian economy receives, and undermine the military-industrial Russian complex. But we're fighting the American Marxists who refuse to do it. The American Marxists with their tentacles all over the executive branch, right into the Oval Office. They would rather shut down Anwar in Alaska. They'd rather shut down federal leases on federal property, which is about 25% of the United States. They want to shut down fracking. They want to shut down pipelines because, you see, we're transitioning to something new. No, we're not. We've taken away one of the great economic tools we have that Reagan would have used, that Trump would have used. So the apologists for Putin, the American fascist, in their own way, is an alliance with the American Marxist. Neither of whom, neither of whom, are American firsters, regardless of what they say. They're American lasters. And this is the surest way we will get a draft. And this is the surest way your kids will be drafted. If this spreads throughout Europe. If it spreads into Indochina, into the Southeast Asia. If it spreads into the Middle East. These are places where World War II were fought too, you know. Africa, North Africa, the Middle East. Southeast Asia. Indochina, and of course Europe. These were the places that were fought over and fought in as well. This isn't about hawks versus doves. 
This is about prudence and common sense. This is about being wise and not being apologists for a fascist like Putin or a Marxist like Xi or the Islamo-Nazis in Tehran. That's how you get your kids killed. Now, the Russians are pummeling these cities which have no way to defend themselves. They're pummeling these cities which have no way of defending themselves. He's targeting the citizens. Targeting the citizens. I hear precious little from our corporatists in the boardrooms in America. Precious little. I hear precious little from the National Basketball Association, the National Football League, from ESPN, and all the loudmouths who trashed our own country for the last two or three years. Nothing. And now we know. We always knew, you and this audience, because you're smart, that the communist Chinese and the fascistic Russian government were in an alliance. So much so. So much so. That Putin put off his invasion. Until after the Chinese Olympics at the request of Xi. How about that? And it's clear they're working together. It's clear they've been working together. I said there's a new axis of evil ladies and gentlemen. Moscow, Beijing and Tehran. Those are the enemies. They're on the move. They're on the move. When we come back, Rabbi Entertro in Ukraine as he escapes with others, and Rabbi Cohen. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Well, I have two rabbis with me, one rabbi in Ukraine evacuating, and another rabbi, uh, my rabbi, Rabbi Cohen. So we'll refer to the rabbi in Ukraine, he would prefer it this way, as the rabbi in Ukraine. Rabbi in Ukraine, the reason I'm bringing you on the program is so you can tell 14.5 million Americans 
what's going on on the ground there and the war crimes that you've seen and you've heard about while you're there, sir. Please go right ahead. I will start to say about uh, where I'm now. Right now, we currently are ready for more than 35 hours trying to evacuate ourselves from this disaster, human humanitarian, which happened this few days in Ukraine. Uh, as I said, the war started a few days ago, and in doing this time, we tried we tried to do uh, to give help for people because the, it's not just a regular war which started a regular war which people didn't we already uh, thought that it's going to happen, but but when it started to be happen, we couldn't give any uh, people did not uh, prepare themselves to get anything like food. Or to get uh, to have uh, the, in Ukraine, you have to understand that there's no bombing shelters. shelters. So people uh, came to our synagogue, not uh, one person, a few hundred people, close to 500 people each day, any silence. The silence started and people were running and running all over. I saw myself a little girl, she was, she was uh, trying to get in with a small uh, box of five fish. She wanted to, uh, nobody should, nothing should happen to their fish. And people are running there with children, with babies, with, and there was no, no place there. It was very, very switch and no food, nothing. And it was a real, real disaster. When you see uh, silence going on, bombs are falling, and you don't know where it's falling, where it's coming, from where, and you don't have any, any idea when, what, what is going to be happening. And the last, the last five, six days when the war is starting, every day, every single day, these 500 people, we got to give them food, and some of them clothes, some of them some other help, uh, medical help. And it's a real, real disaster because it's, uh, you know, sometimes there's a war which we need. There's, there wasn't any needs of this war, but we can, I can say myself, I was staying for days, and days to give out to people regular basis products uh, because in the stores wasn't uh, any it wasn't left any product and people uh, became a disaster that people cannot buy anything to food any food and if if we didn't do that they will they will be hungry and I think myself that after a few days in if it's not going to be something uh, changed. Uh, wouldn't be a situation that there wasn't be any possible to get some products or in the food products of uh, for any for anyone, and it's a really really situation which I cannot describe. It's a it's horrible. It's uh, it's a thing which we never never thought when people are coming to our war not be ready. Mm-hmm. So these Ukrainian citizens, many of them were not ready. But that said, um, they're running out of food, which means there's going to be lots of disease and starvation. Have you seen any atrocities done to women or men, or have you heard of any since you've been on the ground there, even as you're trying to evacuate? Uh, Sure, because, sure, in doing the war, I saw many, you can see in the streets when the Russian occupation coming to the city becomes disaster uh, the uh, first of all 
they can shoot anyone who goes on the street. There's no rules of a war, a real war. And not just of this. They, they can go, get into any stores and to do a crime. It's like a cow's. There's no, there's nothing. They went into banks, uh, take, you know, take, take money or to shoot just for honest people, which is nothing they can do. And if they need to get some products, mostly of the population, they cannot go out of the houses because uh, they've been afraid. And there's uh, sometimes in places there's no, uh, there's no, there's no heat or there's no water, there's no electricity. You can imagine what it means for elderly people or children to live in such a situation. Now, Rabbi, did you and say that people are being shot on the street indiscriminately? There is, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. There is situation which people will shout out on the street and nobody could do anything. And if you open, a, if you're going to do anything, they can shoot you again, and they can shoot some other people. So mostly people are trying to do to stay at home. And if you have uh, if you have something to eat, so you can be home. But if you, if you don't have, so you starving. And people, I know we live in a bigger city. So in the small towns around us, people are calling us and begging us, please do something for us. Help us to evacuate away from this horrible war. And it's, it's impossible. Now it's already many of the cities are just uh, surrounded by either by Russian and also by Ukrainian because they have the defenders. So the way it looks like now, it's uh, not bringing any good thing. And I think in a few days from from today, it will come a time that's not going to be any food more, and even not just for money, it's not going to be possible to bring in more food or medicate, you know, so many people need uh, help in different uh, levels, uh, hospital, uh, people who take medicate on a daily basis, they cannot get the, the So the whole, the whole system is collapsing, it's under attack, the whole civil system you know what, is collapsing. Yes, sir. In the world, each time when uh, there's a war, uh, for sure that the war is not a good thing. But there's some rules which you know you, the one side and the other side are making some, uh, some negotiation and become. So you can see that maybe we'll stop something. But within, when you hear that a little uh, uh, boy, uh, Misha or Sasha. Is asking their mommy, "Does we gonna live? We gonna stay live in this in this world? Are we gonna survive this world?" And the rabbi, uh, we have to take a short break. Unfortunately, do not hang up, sir. We want to continue. I want to know what kind and the extent of the abuses that are taking place. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. 
I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Well, we have the rabbi in Ukraine on the phone, a Chabad rabbi, and my rabbi, a Chabad rabbi, um, Rabbi Cohen. Rabbi Cohen, when we spoke earlier today, and you spoke to a number of your contacts in Ukraine, you were hearing stories of pretty vile and, and brutal attacks against the citizenry there. Isn't that correct? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. What, what did you hear? What were you told? Uh, I would be told well, that uh, people in these cases, uh, you know, that when there's a war, it could happen any, any, anything. But this kind of war, and in these cities where they're already occupied, uh, they're coming into a city. They don't have food, so they. Okay, really Rabbi, I want to ask Rabbi Cohen what I spoke to him earlier. Right. Tell me about that. Yes, yeah, so um, I was speaking to various contacts, and the Chabad network is uh, 33 centers around Ukraine, and there's, you know, we have contact with, with many of them, myself personally, and you're hearing about the, the, just the sheer lawlessness that's been going on, um, where you have, um, as, as, as the other rabbi just mentioned, no rules, and um, I, mean, I don't know how specific you want me to get, Mark. Well, but, get specific um, enough so people understand what's going on over there. When did, when the right, let me try fell. it this way. Let me try it this way. Yeah. Are people being shot randomly in the street? I heard reports that they are, and I'll tell you even more. When the soldiers themselves that are invading, when they get desperate, when they need food, when they need a drink, well, there's nothing in the stores. There's nowhere to go. So they're turning to people's homes and people's apartments, and it's just, it's just it is complete anarchy. It's complete chaos. Are and, they abusing um, the women? I've heard reports that yes. You've heard reports that women are being abused there, correct? I haven't heard it firsthand. I heard it secondhand, but yes. From Ukraine? Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Russian army is known to have done this. I want to speak to the, to the rabbi in Ukraine. Have you been hearing reports of abuse of women too, rabbi? Uh, there is there is uh, such uh, cases too. I cannot say that everyone and anywhere, but there is such as definitely people are, are very very scary and afraid because they is hearing that something like this happens, and mm -hmm. you know that uh, nobody waits uh, until something will happen. Everybody just uh, yeah, in the apartment closed and is trying to be not to go out, not to look from the windows just to be stay safely in the home. And I, I all hope that it's not going to be any more, any more worse than now, because well, it already became... Uh, Vladimir Putin said the worst is yet to come. So it sounds to me like it's going to be a lot worse. The mayor of Kherson has announced that his city has now fallen. His city's been uh, destroyed and taken over. Rabbi, you were on a harrowing uh, long train trip Right, thirty-six hours. Tell us yes. about that. Uh, thirty-six hours, and now we are between two two borders. We are we we were trying to occupy uh, to occupy ourselves from uh, vacate ourselves from uh, Ukrainian 
thought to go out of the borders of Ukraine. It's impossible. The city, if I would do it today, the city is already locked. You cannot go not inside, not outside. It's okay that because I made it 30 hours ago, so I'll be able to get a train, which the train is usually it takes uh, about, it's a regular train for 2,000 people. Took over 11,000 people. I saw it myself to sit down like a sardine fish mm-hmm. inside. And you're coming into a plane, there's like, let's say there's some different uh, rooms. So you, some of them you can get a place where there's four people, like four beds. Each bed was four people. So it means a 16 person and one little tiny room. Then mm-hmm. in the regular rooms, in the regular basis where there's regular seats, so besides the seats, people are staying, there's uh, children sitting on the on the floor. And each stop, which is train, the train stops, about 32 stops from uh, the city we are located until Lvov, Lvov at the other side of Ukraine. So each stop, many more people coming in. And you see, you can see uh, young ladies with children uh, crying and begging and asking, just let us, let us inside, we want to walk it. And he said, there's no place, we are ready to be anywhere it could be. There's no food, there's no, uh, there's even a, you can imagine what's in a bathroom for a few hundred people, one bathroom for traveling mm-hmm. for 24 hours. It's ridiculous. I I wouldn't wish even my worst uh, person mm-hmm. such a, to have such a long trip. And as for now, you have to stay near the border. You have to wait a few hours near the border, one border, then a few hours, another border. There's all kinds of borders in which is on the other side of Ukraine, is busy. Uh, for instance, the biggest uh, border is in Poland. So people are staying here for hours, hours outside. It's cold, it's, it's freezing. And it looks, it reminds me of something, some other days which I never thought and I never wanted to see in my life. You're saying it reminds you of, uh, of Germany. During World War II, you're in this, uh, this train, you've got people packed like sardines, you probably can barely breathe, the bathrooms are overloaded and overflowing, there are people at every stop, some can get on, some can't get on, uh, you don't have anywhere to eat, there's no shelter, it's cold, it's winter time, is that what you're telling me? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly that. And if you would see, when we came to the train, you cannot get any, any ticket before uh, calls like a worker, uh, so you don't have to pay for going to the train, but they're staying thousands, thousands of people, which form the first stop of this train, trying to get in. People are falling, people are hurting. And if you came in, you're safe. If you didn't come in, so that's it. That's, so, but in the next stop, you know, sometimes even you have like a pickle jar. You're taking one pickle out, there's more place. So mm-hmm. over there, the opposite way, the, there's already there been, uh, you got uh, used to sit with uh, with uh, 20 children on the on the floor. So the next step will be 30 children. And this is going to kill you coming to Lvov. And there's many reporters, I think they, they saw it, uh, what's going on. And it's, um, I don't, I don't think in, in this kind of time, which we live now in the world in 2022, supposed to be such a 
such a matter of humanitarian and, and mm-hmm. to have some, you know, that people wanted to just, to, they just want to live what they wanted mm-hmm. to be, live. Mm-hmm. And I want to mention one thing which is horrible. One of the stops was uh, near, I think near, uh, um, was near Vinitsa. There's, uh, there's going through all over Ukraine. And they told us mostly you have to go with a dark train because they are afraid that the Russian will uh, will shoot these trains. So you can imagine yourself to sit for 20 hours with no electricity. And at night, children are crying and screaming. It's bad, bad, very bad. Uh, unbelievable. For 36 hours, the lights are off in the train, so they don't strafe you. So they don't take the train out with 11,000 passengers in a 2,000-passenger train. And the people who didn't get out of these towns are not going to get out of these towns, are they, Rabbi? Nobody goes out. You cannot mm-hmm. go out. You're not allowed to go out. Even the train stops for five minutes. You're not allowed. And people who are left behind, it sounds like they're stuck. That's the way it's going to be. They're yeah, stuck in yeah. these towns. Yes, exactly. Now, Rabbi, are you, uh, you, know, are you safe now? Uh, right now I'm safe. I'm between two borders. Already we went out of the border of the Ukraine. As I can say, when we came to Lvov, it's, uh, it's, a, it's like a different world. There's no silence, there's no booming, there's no shooting. There's, you feel like you came to a normal place after such a few days, horrible few days. You're feeling a other person and like you became to a normal, a normal place, a normal, a good world. Mm-hmm. Well, they say that town on the western end of uh, of Ukraine, the people there are now preparing to be attacked as well. So we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, I I hope not that. Uh, but who knows? With such a, I I think there's a big problem that the world don't realize what is this uh, the disaster would be. It's, I'm not talking now about uh, to be psychiatrist or psychiatry. I, I, I mean just to be like uh, as a war is going to be destroyed and uh, the children in the schools and the and the kindergartens and the, uh, uh, if you go in the higher schools. So everything got to destroy a new place which used to be uh, which started to grow up, which started to to became a normal place like Ukraine. I, I'm not the first day. I'm already over 20 years in uh, living in Ukraine, and mm-hmm. I saw Ukraine is going up, is getting to the west, and and now in such a in one week just to raise everything, and especially for for me it was very very interesting that there's. Um, uh, there's a place in Kiev, Pabia, I'm sure that you know where it's located. Mm-hmm. And to destroy, almost destroy this place too, it's, it's horrible. And not to let you, any reporter to come to to report from inside. Even the reporters are not safe there to, to report about the war. But it's, we are not uh, talking, our, our agenda is not to do in any politics. We're just coming to do kindly mm-hmm. and to, be, to make the world better. As the Lubavitcher Rebbe told us, that you have to think always what you can benefit to do something good that your next person will do also to benefit another good person. So, and, you're, and you're part of the uh, Chabad Rabbi movement, which is all over the world, including in Ukraine, which has a number of rabbis in Ukraine. 
We're now trying to uh, evacuate as many people as they can out of that country. Rabbi, I want to wish you all the best. We will keep in touch with you uh, to make sure. Uh, All right, and uh, be safe. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, and we're hoping for better days. Please, please tell everyone you come in contact with that the United States of America stands with them and that millions of people just heard your message. Thank you, thank you very much. And Rabbi Cohen, I want to thank you for introducing me to this rabbi in Ukraine. And um, and uh, let's let's pray for these people. And uh, and God bless you, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. So you can see when Vladimir Putin says he wants to denazify Ukraine, how absurd that is. When Vladimir Putin himself as many of the instincts of Adolf Hitler. Am I offending people? Ask me if I give a damn. I don't know why people should be offended. He keeps threatening to use nuclear weapons through his mouthpiece, Lavrov. You know, if it's World War III, we might use nukes. And Biden's running scared. They won't even turn on our oil. They sanction our oil companies not the Russians, which would make a huge difference. Huge difference. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There is uh, there's a network of these Chabad rabbis who are really quite remarkable and brave men and women. Uh, and they are trying to save as many people as they can and defeat as many people as they can uh, throughout the country of Ukraine. And um, if you'd like to help them, you can provide some support. Go to Chabad.org backslash Ukraine. That's C-H-A-B-A-D. Chabad, C-H-A-B-A-D dot org backslash Ukraine. And uh, they will continue as long as they possibly can with their people there to provide food and medicine and basic necessities uh, to the people in Ukraine and to help get them, in many cases, evacuated. So this is uh, very, very important. Um, uh, Macron... Uh, the uh, French president spoke to Vladimir Putin today, and Putin said the worst is yet to come. 
The worst is yet to come. A source said the conversation is unfortunately occasion to hear that President Putin will continue military interventions and go all the way. The call allowed the President of the Republic to return to the disagreements we have with Russia to plead for the diplomatic alternative to military operations, to tell the truth to President Putin about the way we see his war in Ukraine, but also the consequences it will have for Russia in the long term, the source said. Without making a prediction, we should expect the worst is yet to come. The French president said so yesterday as well. There's nothing in what Putin said today that should reassure us. In other words, Putin has said the worst is yet to come. Well, somebody please tell me why this country refuses to provide those people with the military weaponry that they need to defend themselves. Well, somebody please tell me why we're not opening our oil and natural gas spigots for the sake of the American people, but also the sake of the rest of the world to destroy Putin's economy. I'm starting to see articles by American Marxists and American fascists. We're very concerned about what's going to happen to the people of Russia because, you know, every single Russian does not support this effort. I've never heard anything so stupid in my life. Well, unfortunately, the Russians don't get the vote, do they? Or do they? There's a war taking place. They've attacked Ukraine. Ukraine is an independent country of 44 million people. The country is being destroyed. It's being devoured. Um, Crimes are being committed. War crimes are being committed against the people of Ukraine. And I'm supposed to worry about the Russians who do not support this war? Well, let them rise up. Let them riot. Until they overthrow Putin, I don't think we're in a position to, because all the American fascists and American Marxists say, this is none of our business. Stay out of it. Well, which is it? And as I said, I guess two days ago, first time I raised it, If Putin can send out assassination teams to try to take out the president of Ukraine, then the president of Ukraine should send out assassination teams to try and take out Putin. I must confess, Putin's had more practice assassinating people. But so be it. But we actually have a fusion of American Marxists and American fascists. Effectively, passively defending Putin. Now they'll say they're not out of one side of their mouth while effectively they are out of the other. He's the one that has nuclear warheads aimed at our city. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Gabriel Naranja um, worked in national security and diplomacy. And uh, he posted a thread on Twitter that was provided to me. And uh, in this thread, reveals a number of things that are gravely serious, gravely troublesome. He says, number one, my former career, career civil servants at the State Department, the National Security Council, my colleagues at the European Union, are so concerned with the concessions being made by Rob Malley. Rob Malley, Robert Malley, is the point man for negotiating with the Islamist regime in Tehran on this Iran deal. That they've allowed me to publish some details of the coming deal in the hopes that Congress will act to stop the capitulation. Because Biden is trying to get around them now. Biden is trying to get around them now. He goes on. These people have told him what's happening in Vienna is a total disaster, one warned. The entire negotiations have been filtered and essentially run by the Russians. Russian diplomat Mikhail Yulanov. The concessions and other misguided policies have led three members of the U.S. negotiating team to leave, in other words, to resign. This is a long and technical threat, he says, but here's what you should know. The deal being negotiated in Vienna is dangerous to our own national security. It is illegal. It is illegitimate. And in no way serves U.S. interests in either the short or long term. Here's why. Led by Robert Malley, that's the name. The U.S. has promised to lift sanctions on some of the regime's worst terrorists and torturers. Leading officials in the regime's weapons of mass destruction infrastructure. And is currently trying to lift sanctions on the, uh, the Republican Guard itself. He said, now let's dive in. First, Biden's team is preparing to rescind the Supreme Leader's office executive order... As soon as this coming Monday, it lifts sanctions on nearly every one of the 112 people and entities sanctioned under it, even if they're sanctioned under other legal authorities. We sanctioned some of the worst people you can possibly imagine under this authority, like Motion Rezal, who was involved in the 1994 AMIA bombing that killed 85 people in Argentina. He'll be able to live free of sanctions next week. If Robert Malley proceeds, also under this action, the U.S. will lift sanctions on the Republican Guard Brigadier General Hussein Dengen, who led the Guard forces in Lebanon and Syria when Hezbollah bombed the Marine compound in Beirut and killed 241 of our Marines in 1983. Who else? Ali Akbar Valaye, a senior advisor to the Supreme Leader Khomeini was charged in Argentina for a homicide for the 1994 AMIA bombing and is one of the ideological masterminds behind that attack. 
He's also helped prop up Assad's brutality in Syria. This would also lift sanctions on Khomeini's personal slush funds, known as Banyads, including Aston Kudz Razvi and execution of Imam of Khomeini's order, which confiscated houses and billions of dollars from political dissidents and religious minorities to enrich Khomeini and his goons. Sanctions also to be lifted on Banyard Motafen, a massive conglomerate that systematically confiscated properly from Jews and Baha'is after 1979. It is enmeshed with the Republican Guard and is a corruption network used to enrich top Iranian terrorists. It's important to note that the Supreme Leader's Office Executive Order was not at all related to Iran's nuclear program. And the removal of these sanctions under a so-called nuclear deal is a ridiculous farce. The State Department's lawyers know better, but were forced into this by Mali. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Part of the problem here, of course, is that the media are fixated on Israel and what Israel is supposed to do. But the Biden administration is about to pull this through the back door. Congress, under federal law, is supposed to be able to review it and vote on it. And Congress, under the United States Constitution, has to approve a treaty, actually the Senate, by a supermajority. That will not happen. That will not happen. Robert Malley is a phony and a fraud and a fink. He is a capitulator and an appeaser. And so the Iranians are going to have a better deal than they had before. The Iranians are going to have a better deal than they had before, Biden is about to blow up the Middle East as he's blown up so many other parts of the world. He's going to blow up the Middle East. Where's Schumer? An American with Jewish ancestry and heritage? A Jew? How come he's not speaking up? Because as my wife likes to say, and Norman Podhoritz likes to say, these leftists are leftists first. That's their faith. That's who they are, particularly the Democrats. What will mediaites say about this? Or media matters? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely. I see my comments the other night, Mr. Producer, all over the place. Wow. They must have been compelling. I don't know. They're all over the place. So weird. Putin's foreign minister, meantime, Sergei Lavrov, that slob's been around forever, likens the United States to Nazi Germany. This is why the American fascists love him, I guess. Repeats warnings that World War III can only be nuclear in his latest TV rant. Well, I think Putin and Lavrov are cowards. I don't think they want to go down with the ship. 
I don't think they want to be the guys writing the bomb on failsafe. Remember that book? Remember that movie, Mr. Producer? I don't think they want to do that, being the cowards they are. And uh, Lavrov accused the West of fixating on his threats of nuclear warfare. He said Russia will not allow any provocations to throw us off course. And we had the American fascists, among others, Putin's Moscow Rose types, if you will, out there giving him cover for all intents and purposes. So now we've gone from peace deals never thought possible under Trump in the Middle East to the empowerment of the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. Oh, and by the way, the plan, as I told you yesterday, was to give the Islamo-Nazi regime, on top of all the rest, $11 billion for two hostages through another country. How many questions have been asked about this at the latest White House press briefing? How many Democrat members of Congress are demanding answers? Where's Dizzy Cheney? Where's Dizzy Cheney? Is she around? Oh, yes, she and her comrades on the January 6th committee are now accusing Donald Trump of criminal conduct. Tell me, is that the job of the House of Representatives to accuse anybody of criminal conduct? I actually believe the House of Representatives under Nancy Eva Pelosi and this committee, this committee under Dizzy Cheney would fit perfectly well in Putin's Russia. They believe in the same so-called justice system, the same lack of due process, going after your political enemies and trying to smear them and ruin them. These are sick bastards. Absolutely sick bastards. And they do remind me of Putin and his staff and his inner circle, the oligarchs of politics. Much more. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. He said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Perplexed, it appears, on why this Russian convoy is sitting there, Mr. Producer. And I'm perplexed why they're perplexed. The Russian convoy is sitting there, ladies and gentlemen, because for the most part, it's not under attack. Because the Ukrainians don't have the weapons they need. Now, it's been under attack Earlier, the Russians were under attack. 
But the convoy is clearly not being strafed. The MiG-29s that were promised to Ukraine never showed up for some reason. Maybe the American fascists and the American Marxists had some influence on the Oval Office and the so-called commander-in-chief. So why wouldn't it sit there? It's waiting for the forces in the south and the east to call less. Because to take Kiev is no small task. It's a city of four million people. It's bigger than our second biggest city. We only have one city bigger than Kiev in this country. It's called New York City. It's got more people than L.A. It's got more people than Chicago. It's got more people than Houston and so forth and so on. It is a major metropolitan city. And so we talk about it like, uh, you know, he's really bogged down and so forth. It may have been bogged down. The Ukrainian army has fought like hell beautifully, strongly, to save their country and their families. And Russia's made a number of mistakes. But they're not going away. And so... The reason why Zelensky's pleading for U.S. air support is because there they sit there in a 40-mile caravan without the ability to hit them. Can you imagine if our A-10s with those massive 50-millimeter guns, Mr. Producer, were strafing them? The warthogs that the tanks fear the most, these are tank killers. But there aren't any. They just had one or two or three. Or the MiG-29s that they were promised that they didn't get. Now what Putin is saying and his lapdog, Labrock, are saying is that we're the Nazis, the Ukrainians are the Nazis. Isn't that remarkable? The killer's calling us Nazis. Not unlike really Black Lives Matter and Antifa and half the media, Mr. Producer. I guess they got wind of this white supremacist, white dominant society stuff, and they figured, well, if it works for the American Marxist movement in America, and if the media will regurgitate it, why shouldn't they? Here's President Zelensky today at a press conference, a tremendous, iconic figure in my view, man of enormous courage. Cut one, go. You are leaving people without food. You are leaving us without medication. You you are shelling evacuation routes. There is no weapon you wouldn't use against us, against free citizens of Ukraine. And now you go out and tell your propagandists that you are going to send so-called humanitarian aid to Ukraine. Please remember, you godless people, when people curse you, you have no to hide. We don't have nuclear arms, we don't have oil and gas to fill the world with, but we have our people, we have our land, and for us that is our gold. That's what we're fighting for. We have nothing to lose other than our freedom, our dignity. This is our greatest treasure. 
And if anybody thinks that having come through this, we somehow, the Ukrainians, will be scared and will give up. He knows nothing about us. He knows nothing about Ukraine. He has nothing to do here. He has nothing to do among us. He is an alien. Go home. Cut to. Go. Our military defend our country because our country is special and our people are very special and I wouldn't want them to be destroyed. I would like all of them to remain alive, not just in history. I would not want the history of Ukraine as a legend about 300 Spartan men. I don't want this. I want peace. I want this peace to uh, be in my country. We're on our land and we're ready to, for anything. And cut three, go. And that's why we want to uh, introduce shutting off the Ukrainian sky because our people are dying uh, from the territory of Belarus and Russia. These rockets uh, are launched bombs, uh, helicopters, uh, the bombers, drones. I appeal to shut the sky to Biden. And Scholz, I think Macron, why I'm saying I think, because uh, 20, 30 international calls I make every day. I'm, I do it every day. And I said, if you cannot shut the sky now, then now give us the timeline. When will you do it? If you now cannot uh, provide the timeline, tell us how many people have to die, how how many legs, uh, limbs uh, have to fly away from people's bodies? So we, so you hear us. How many people will count and will wait until that moment where, where you feel comfortable? If you cannot uh, provide that timeline, it's the same as uh, happened with sanctions, how to uh, uh, introduce those preventive sanctions. They will not... Well, my uh, suspicion, Mr. Producer, and America was correct. Tonight on the news, the line coming out from the administration and its surrogates, including American Marxists and American fascists, is that to allow... The Ukrainian pilots to fly NATO jets might cause Putin to attack NATO countries. That's not exactly what had been discussed the other day. It was these countries on their own providing not NATO-related jets, but the MiG-29s that these Eastern European countries have when they were under the Iron Curtain. And all of a sudden it stopped. And I have a suspicion that Biden and Blinken and these other clowns. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. 
Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. If your military is using cluster bombs and vacuum bombs against the citizens of another country, which have almost 100% possibility of slaughtering people randomly, if you're shooting missiles into hospitals and schools... You're shooting missiles into apartment buildings. You're dropping bombs on these cities morning, noon, and night. They're not threatening your country. They're not firing a thing into your country. If you're sending Chechen hit squads in, and you're sending others in who are, among other things, abusing the women, the Chechen, the, uh, the Ukrainian women. I just looked up what a war crime is. That fits the definition of a war crime. Here's Joe Biden when he's asked that Putin is committing war crimes. Cut four, go. Do you think that there's a... Russia is committing war crimes? We are following it very closely. It's early to say that. Why, why do Biden... Russia is intentionally targeting civilian areas. There are over 2,000 civilian deaths. There they are. So Putin hears this. First of all, he's laughing at the incoherence of this babbling buffoon. But in addition to that, he says it's too early to say if they're committing war crimes. And he says it's clear they are targeting civilians. Cut five, go. In the State of the Union address, I announced that the Department of Justice is going after the crimes of Russian oligarchs. Attorney General spoke to that earlier and who uh, line their pockets with Russian people's money. Okay, that's not going to save a single Ukrainian, as I've said before. Not one. I don't have a problem with this, but to announce this in lieu of providing them with the weapons they need is, is outrageous. And on that very point, Ukrainian President Zelensky had the following to say, about the failure to provide his country with the weaponry it needed before it was attacked. He said this today under questioning. Go ahead. You spoke this week with President Biden. How would you describe your conversations with the U.S. leader? And do you believe the Americans waited too long to give Ukraine the support you need to push back this Russian offensive? We have good contact. I can tell you the truth. And it's a pity that it began after the beginning of this war, but we have it, and I'm my appreciation to him and to his team. Mm-hmm. But they needed the weapons earlier. And that was Trey Yanks, by the way, sorry, Fox. Fox has uh, very, very good reporting going on in theater there, as a matter of fact. So Biden, uh, it's not clear yet. It's too early whether war crimes are being committed, really. And then he goes ahead and agrees that they are. Cut five, go. In the State of the Union address, I announced that the Department of Justice is going after 
the crimes of Russian oligarchs. Attorney General spoke to that earlier and who uh, line their pockets with Russian people's money and uh, while Ukraine and the people are hiding in, uh, in, uh, in subways from missiles that are being fired indiscriminately in Russian cities. William Taylor, former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine on CNN. Well, what do you make of this Putin saying, you know, bringing up nuclear weapons? Cut seven, go. You've heard the Russian foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, say any third world war will be nuclear and it will be destructive. So yet another nuclear threat that is being bandied about either by Putin or one of his, uh, you know, top officials. Do you take these threats seriously? You have to take seriously um, those kind of threats. However, um, I don't believe that either Mr. Lavrov or more importantly, there's only one decision maker, as we know, Mr. Putin. I don't believe Mr. Putin is suicidal. I don't believe he would commit suicide in this effort. Nuclear weapons uh, have, have no place, no place in the world, certainly no place in this conflict. I don't believe that this is this is performance. This is what they're trying to rattle. They're trying to intimidate. But it's it works. It works with the American media. It works with the American Marxists and the American fascists. It works because they then start regurgitating what Putin says, don't they, Mr. Medusa? Putin said, and Lavrov said, is that what you want? You want a nuclear war? You want your kids involved in a nuclear war? The idiocy knows no bounds, and yet it is abundant. It is abundant. I don't know, do you want a nuclear war? I don't know anybody who wants a nuclear war. Do you, ladies and gentlemen? But you've got to create deterrence. You've got to create fear and respect that's what you've got to do and yet when you keep buckling you don't do that and they're not only watching our enemies the access of evil what's going on in Ukraine now they're watching what's going on with Iran that the Biden administration is going to pay tens of billions of dollars to the corrupt Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran so it can complete its ICBM with nuclear warheads project. In which case, all bets are off. How do we put that? That Islamo-Nazi back in the bottle. Hmm? How do we do that? You can't. You can't. And I don't hear a lot of talking about this. I hear no talking about this. In the major media, even in friendly media, I hear nothing. And that Biden would have to violate federal law, let alone the Constitution, but federal law in order to institute this policy, not even going to Congress. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is not only doing that, the Russians are negotiating with the Iranians on our behalf. Now, as I speak. As I speak. If you wanted to destroy America, you'd install somebody like Joe Biden. You would install the people who are advising him. 
You would install Nancy Pelosi as the Speaker. You would install Chuck Schumer as the Senate Democrat leader. You would install Liz Cheney as a mouthpiece on on a committee that has as its purpose to sabotage her own party. You would install the Pravda media that is the American media. If you wanted to destroy America, this is exactly how you do it. Isn't it? Yes, this is how you would do it. We now have dependence on foreign oil, including oil from from Russia. The insanity is just unbelievable. It's so nuts that even Nancy Pelosi agrees with me. Cut eight, go. Speaker, there's been a push by some Democrats to ban the import of Russian oil. And I believe that Senators Manchin and Murkowski are going to put forth a bill on that today. Where do you stand? I'm I'm all for that. Ban it. Ban the oil. Ban the oil come from Russia. Yep. Wow. She's half right, of course, but she doesn't support drilling our own oil. She supports sanctioning our own oil. Do you know if Vladimir Putin could, he would have put in place the same sanctions Biden did on our oil companies? Go ahead, steal that one back, Benchers. But it's true. So Jen Psaki, a true know-nothing, an idiot, the spokes idiot for the idiot, has a back and forth with an excellent reporter, Jackie Heinrich. Have you noticed, Mr. Producer, how I praise so many of my colleagues and that doesn't get a single write-up? Have you noticed that? Colleagues in cable, colleagues in radio, Colleagues in publishing, I should mention colleagues at our digital TV uh, network, Blaze TV and Mark Levin TV. Fantastic people. But Johnny Dollar doesn't print that. Mediaite doesn't print that. Media Matters doesn't print that. Oh, my goodness. Jim Pasaki, just listen to what this idiot has to say. Cut nine, go. On gas, you, you just said that, you know, less supply raises prices. It's not in our strategic interest to reduce the supply. Yeah. We also know, you know, the president, as recently as yesterday, talked about increasing domestic manufacturing to bring down prices on uh, inflated items like goods. So why not apply the same logic to energy and increase domestic production here? Well, there are 9,000 approved oil leases that the oil companies are not tapping into currently. So I would ask them that question. Is there nothing that the administration can do to get those? Right, whoa, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, 9,000 approved oil leases. Let me explain something as a former deputy solicitor of the United States Department of Interior that was involved in such things. The issue isn't just approving oil leases. It can take up to two years to get rigs in these places. Most of them, certainly many of them, are in the middle of the wilderness. You've got to get people out there. You've got to get resources out there. You've got to build an infrastructure, so forth and so on. So to say, what about the 9,000 leases? Now, we know that they've shut down active, active oil drilling. They've shut down actual oil drilling on leases that have been leased by the federal government. We know that for a fact. We have half as many oil rigs working today as we had 
when Donald Trump was president and in his last year. That is a fact. So she says, ask the oil companies. Well, go ahead and ask them. She's being glib. She doesn't have to sweat. She's fine. But people are fighting and dying. People are losing their jobs. We're subsidizing the Russian war machine. And this is the glib answer that she gets, that you get. Go ahead. Pre-pandemic levels. Do you think the oil companies don't have enough money to drill on the places that have been pre-approved? So now it's the oil company's fault. The The oil companies that want to drill... The oil companies that are the enemy of the climate change fanatics and degrowthers, they say, let's tack big meat when the meat prices go up. Now it's the oil companies that aren't producing, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. I would, I would point that question to them, and we can talk about it more tomorrow when you learn more. Do you think that opening the Keystone pipeline and having more energy-friendly policies might do that? The Keystone Pipeline has never been operational. It would take years. Yes, but Anwar was. You shut down Anwar. And it's amazing. The Keystone Pipeline has never been operational, but they had to get licenses to build it. And you took the licenses the way. This is my point. Well, they got 9,000 leases, you know. That's like saying 10 years ago, you got a lease to build the Keystone Pipeline. You can't get it done in time. But what about where the rigs were actually producing? Are you going to open those? Yes or no, genius? Go ahead. The impact. I know a number of members of Congress have suggested that, but that is a proposed solution that has no relationship or would have no impact on what the problem is. We hear all agrees. And Ladies issue. and gentlemen, you see, opening our spigots for oil and natural gas would have no impact at all. That's right. The fact that you see the price of gasoline going through the roof even before... Uh, the Russian fascists um, uh, invaded the uh, Ukrainian Democrats and their country, even before that. That had nothing to do with Joe Biden's policies. No, 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 you don't understand. This woman lies through her teeth. This woman, you know, she could work for Putin, I think. She'd be a good spokesman for Putin, don't you think, Mr. Producer? I really think she would. She lies right through her teeth. Go ahead. That those years where it would you know, take to bring down prices, as you're saying, we should just continue to buy Russian oil? Well, again, Jackie, I think you're familiar with a number of steps we've taken, a historic release from the strategic... Petroleum. Actually, Jackie, you've asked very good penetrating questions. This woman is going to lie and lie and lie. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. 
Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. The Russians are attacking outside of, if not directly, the largest nuclear power plant in Europe, which happens to be in Ukraine. The reports of explosions and gunfire, Ukrainian minister has declared that the Russians need to stop, that a fire has broken out, that they need to send in their fire services to put out the fire, and that if this plant blows up, it'll be 10 times worse than Chernobyl. So for those ostriches out there of the American Marxist or fascist kind, what do you say? What should we do? Why is it any of our business? Think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it. No big deal. Biden's about to hand nuclear warheads to the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. No big deal. Communist China is the worst of the bunch. No big deal. Really? Where are we going to hide? And now we're seeing some real video of what's happening to these cities. These cities are being leveled. These cities look like Dresden after the British firebomb Dresden. That's what they're looking like now. They're destroying every aspect of this country. This is a real country. This is a real country with real cities, with real people. They are just hammering away. There's very little can stop them because they wouldn't weren't given the weapons that quite God God they know they needed. I'll be right. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Now the war from within. Ellie Mistel is a so-called justice correspondent for The Nation, which is a radical left rag. Always has been. Always will be. 
And my view is always rooted against the United States. She was on PIX 11, PIX News New York today. And I want you to listen to this because I don't think she's alone. Cut 14, go. Now, in your book, Allow Me to Retort, you reframe politics and the Constitution by kind of breaking down how it all impacts voting rights, like you mentioned, uh, LGBTQ rights, abortion rights, the list, as you know, goes on and on. So are you arguing that the Constitution needs to be scrapped altogether? <laughs> sure, but I don't think that's going to happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, if we could throw that out and, and start over with a new document that was more inclusive of everybody, that was written by everybody, at no point have black people, brown people, or women had a say in actually writing the Constitution or the amendments to that Constitution. If we could throw that out and have a delegation of all Americans to write a new one, I would be all for that. Okay. That's what they did in South Africa. You know, when they got when they got rid of apartheid, they didn't like tax some amendments onto their apartheid constitution. They threw their apartheid constitution out and they started over. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen here. Um, And so instead of that, what I'm really advocating for is that we interpret our constitution so that it so that we extend justice and fairness and equality to all as opposed to whatever the heck we do now. Mr. Producer, make sure you mark this audio for the future. This is exactly what I've been saying my entire life. That these people on the left want to destroy our republic. They want to destroy our constitution. Now, they can give whatever reason they want. It doesn't really matter to me. The fact is, that's what they're about. Obviously, Ellie or Eli is a male. But then again, we don't focus on genitalia. So, but this is a serious matter. Sure, we should throw it up because we need to be more inclusive. You look at the Bill of Rights, pretty inclusive. You look at the Constitution, it's totally inclusive. It even abolishes the importation of slaves at a given year and date. It even punishes the South for not treating slaves as people when it comes to the apportionment of seats. It provides for two amendment processes where everyone can participate. We even have the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments adopted by the states, which outlaws slavery and confers citizenship on former slaves. So much good has come out of this Constitution. So much good. Should the Constitution change every 10 or 20 or 50 years when the demographics change, Mr. Producer? How many people should show up at this convention based on race and all the rest of it? How many? The amazing thing is, those of us who support Convention of States, we don't talk about throwing out the Constitution. We talk about a Convention of States, as Article 5 talks about. That's required by 34 state legislatures and 38 state legislatures have to adopt the amendments that are proposed. But they don't believe in that. And so he's saying our fallback position is what? To reinterpret the Constitution, right? So that's why Sakon Vansetti on conservative radio and others need to start paying attention to the people who hate this country. This is why we cannot give up any battle, let alone every battle. 
whether you think it's hopeless or not. These are teaching moments. These are moments to get good at battling the left. They don't give up on anything. There was no doubt Kavanaugh would be a Supreme Court justice, but they didn't care. And we're not even saying create smears and lies about this nominee Jackson. We're saying just expose her record, which is enormously radical. Incredibly radical. So you fight it. Because she, honest to God, she doesn't believe in the Constitution either. Not as written. She's not an originalist. She's not a constitutionalist. She's a Joe Biden hack. And Joe Biden is, not, is neither an originalist or constitutionalist either. But I've been trying to explain time and again, the Democrat Party and their surrogates and these radicals on the left, they do not support the Constitution. They want to pack the court. They want to destroy separation of powers. They want centralized power. They want to advance their agenda by hook or by crook. They do not appreciate the liberty that we have in this country. They do not appreciate this country. Period. And this is who they are. This is who they are. No question about it. Now, I want to point out another thing. We have, uh, we have the, uh, this committee now, this January 6th committee, operating in secret, subpoenaing people, conducting depositions in secret, making public that which it chooses to cherry-pick and leak. New York Times headline, January 6th committee lays out potential criminal charges against Trump. Now, I want you to think about this. Doesn't this sound like Putin? CNN, Trump and right-wing lawyer were part of criminal conspiracy to overturn 2020 election. New York Times isn't done. Panel suggests Trump knew he lost the election, eyeing criminal case. NBC News, January 6th panel argues Trump was involved in criminal conspiracy to overturn election. Politico, January 6th committee says Trump violated multiple laws in effort to overturn election. ABC News, January 6th committee, evidence Trump engaged in criminal conspiracy may have broken laws. Newsweek, Donald Trump could face criminal charges after explosive John Eastman emails revealed. Washington Post, analysis... Understanding the criminal allegations the January 6th committee is constructing against Trump. CNBC, U.S. Capitol riot panel says Trump may have engaged in a criminal conspiracy. Axios, January 6th panel alleges Trump may have engaged in criminal conspiracy, quote-unquote, to overturn the election. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Nancy Eva Pelosi stretch. Is a hateful, vile, evil fascist. And I hope that appears everywhere on the internet. It's not the first time I've called her a fascist. Certainly won't be the last time. And she has her fascistic committee appointed of sycophants. And these sycophants are doing her dirty work. And Liz Cheney, who has always hated Trump, and Adam Kingsinger has always hated Trump. This is the kind of a panel Joseph Stalin would be proud of. There's nobody who's objective or independent. These are political hacks trying to take out a pound of flesh on the prior president who's now a private citizen. 
and for them to make allegations of criminality without the criminal processes in place, I think even legal analysts like Andy McCarthy over there, my buddy at National Review, would, would find this rather appalling, and he's no Trump fan. Jonathan Turley, for sure. Jonathan Turley, a Democrat, thought of as a liberal. I think he's more of a civil libertarian. I'm sure he would find this appalling, too. So would Alan Dershowitz. I certainly do. To keep smearing this man this way? There's no opposing counsel in any of these depositions. Nobody challenging what they're doing. We already saw that Schiffless Adam Schiff was manipulating data, which should have caused him to lose his law degree. And here, on that subject, I have a document from the Southern California news group, Terry Sfazorza. Trump lawyer John Eastman's law license in California may be in jeopardy. Say what? Former Chapman University professor, who was also the dean, is under investigation, State Bar confirms. For what? Former Chapman University Law School Dean John Eastman, who urged Vice President Mike Pence to not count electoral votes from states Joe Biden narrowly won so that Donald Trump might remain president. That is really an incredible run-on sentence that is so grotesque. Has been under investigation since September by the State Bar of California. So he's under investigation. Rudy Giuliani's under investigation. Sidney Powell's under investigation. The bar's investigation announced Tuesday, March 1, focuses on whether Eastman, quote, engaged in conduct in violation of California law and ethics rules governing attorneys following in and in relation to the November 2020 presidential election. To my knowledge, Mark Elias is not under any similar investigation by the Washington, D.C. bar. A number of individuals and entities have brought to the State Bar's attention press reports, court filings, and other public documents detailing Mr. Eastman's, Eastman's conduct. By the way, you can do this, too, to any lawyer, if you think you have grounds to do so. Said that Barr's chief trial counsel, George Cardin, in a prepared statement, we want to thank those who took the time to bring to our attention this information, which serves as the starting point for our investigation. So in other words, people have been insisting, requesting, clipping newspaper articles and other things in letters to the State Bar in California, which it is using now, to determine whether John Eastman should keep his law degree. Eastman did not return a request for comment, but attorney Randall Miller said this is an email statement Dr. Eastman, a nationally recognized constitutional attorney and scholar, and he is, represented former President Trump in several election challenges. As was his duty as an attorney, Eastman zealously represented his client, comprehensively exploring legal and constitutional means to advance his client's interests. Subsequent to that representation, he also sought to protect his client's privileged communications at every peril to himself as his ethical obligation under the California Rules of Professional Conduct and California Business and Professional Code require. Dr. Eastman expects the bar's investigation into these matters will fully exonerate him from any charges. Don't be so fast there. We know how these independent and objective judges and ethics investigations go, don't we, ladies and gentlemen? 
Eastman's fundraising site also asserts he's been subpoenaed by the hyperpartisan January 6th committee in the House of Representatives, quote-unquote, which is targeting anyone involved in election integrity. Oh, yes. That's true. Who did I see they just subpoenaed today, Mr. Producer? I don't have it in front of me. Let's look it up real fast. Oh, yeah. Kimberly Guilfoyle. Kimberly Guilfoyle. Is there anybody in Trump's circle or related to Trump's circle or engaged to Trump's circle or who had breakfast, lunch, or dinner with anyone in Trump's circle who hasn't been subpoenaed? I believe they even went after Sean Hannity there for a period of time, didn't they, Mr. Producer? Except they realized they might have a First Amendment problem. Might have a First Amendment problem. And then they selectively leaked some of his texts, which is unconstitutional. But hey, this House under Pelosi, this committee, is disgusting. They are disgusting. And my fear is it's all going to be pushed to this Attorney General who has targeted Republican legislatures, who has targeted Republican uh, decisions on congressional districts, not Democrats, who has targeted parents at school board meetings. He is a louse. His whole Department of Justice is filled with comrades. It is appalling. And this is what's taking place in our country, the war within. It's a two-front war. The war against the access of evil, where so far we're we're not really involved. And of course, the war against our system of government and our freedoms. So lawyers are not supposed to zealously represent their clients. And the Constitution is unambiguous about what a president of the Senate, or in this case, the vice president of the United States, is supposed to do when he has information, or there's certainly public information, about problems or issues related to electors. And that's the basis for yanking law licenses? And that's the basis for criminal charges? These are sick bastards. These are the Stalinist Vladimir Putin wing of the Democrat and the Republican parties. These are the American Marxists and the American fascists. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Biden wants to send $10 billion in aid to the Ukrainians. I have an idea. Why don't you send $10 billion in arms, you dumb bastard? And that's what you are. Unbelievable. What he's doing to our country, what he's doing to all these countries. Ukraine, soon to be Israel, soon to be Taiwan. I mean, come on, folks. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. He was handed a world largely at peace, not completely. We know about Afghanistan and so forth. He royally destroyed the withdrawal from Afghanistan, surrendered, humiliated us, got our enemies to thinking. The Chinese laugh at him. They're poised to attack Taiwan, which isn't in NATO, by the way. Look what's going on in Ukraine now. The Russians have actually shelled a nuclear power plant. Oh, the poor Russians. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did we offend? 
Did we offend Vladimir Putin? Oh, I'm so sorry. He is shelling a nuclear power plant. That dumb bastard. Weak leadership here. Weak leadership in Israel. A nut job in Russia. A nut job in China. The Islamo-Nazi nut jobs in Tehran. And the media wanted to get rid of Trump. Well, this Trump is really, there's something, he's screwing us. Trump's going to create a war, commit a war. Oh, really? What war did he create? Now they're still trying to chase him down. They want to criminally charge him and put him in prison. They're working on it in New York State. They've been working on it in New York City. They're working on it in the halls of Congress. Have you ever seen anything like this? Putin doesn't even do this. What is it? It's unbelievable. I mean, Joe Biden should have impeached, been impeached a dozen times by now. Open borders. Now he wants to do this Iran deal in violation of federal law. Where the hell are the Republicans? Where are they? Mitch McConnell, what a disaster. And they line up right behind him. Did you see him talking the other day, Mr. Producer? How does this guy get elected to anything? How does this guy get elected to anything? Money. Special interests. The corporatists. That's how he gets elected. And then he uses that money to squelch any opposition. That's what he does. People say, Mark, aren't you afraid? Afraid of what? Putin? No. McConnell? No. This one? No, I'm not. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the voice the liberals want to silence. But you can talk to Mark at 877-381-3811. Is there anybody with two brain cells to rub together? who still believes what takes place in Ukraine is none of our business and has no effect on us? When the Russians are reportedly, according to the Fox News Channel, shelling or have shelled the largest nuclear power plant in Europe, which is now leaking radiation, which the Ukrainian minister said that if it blows, it'll be ten times worse than Chernobyl. Now what? Now what? Should we dig that hole a little deeper to put our heads into, Mr. Producer? I mean, I want you to think about this. This is what happens. Unexpected things happen. Horrific things happen. That's why it matters to us. Here's a piece of good news. Over at Right Scoop, Governor Ron DeSantis has just given an update on First Lady Casey DeSantis' situation and says after both treatments and surgery, she is now cancer-free, which is great news. And the governor says she still has more to do, but he believes now she'll make a full recovery. The First Lady retreated the governor's news and said, There are no words to express how truly blessed, grateful, and humbled I am to hear the words cancer-free. To those who are in the fight, know there is hope, have faith, and stay strong. God bless them. They are good friends of the family. 
They're just fantastic human beings and tremendous leaders. The mayor of Chicago, another downer, I'm sorry, she said she has the biggest blank in Chicago, Mr. Producer. Did you read this? And she started trashing Italians. Ladies and gentlemen, she said she is the biggest D in Chicago, and then she trashes Italians. Now, I actually believe she may. I actually believe she may. You never know. What an embarrassment. What a complete fraud, fool, phony. What a reprobate. Just disgusting. She's a pretty cocky mayor, wouldn't you say, Mr. Producer? I would say so. Um, But uh, she says she is the biggest, biggest D in Chicago. I don't think she would in Florida. I'm just saying, just saying, I I don't know for sure what her situation is, to be honest. Um, Let's see. Oh, Sheila Jackson Lee. I want to congratulate the people who vote her in time and time again. She provides us with some hilarity. Unfortunately, she's a lousy vote, but she provides us with some hilarity. And you believe she was a state judge at one point? It's amazing. And she gets angry because a witness activist, Asra Nomani, is at a hearing today on critical race theory, and she's videotaping her on her iPhone. Now, you can't do that. You're dealing with Sheila Jackson Lee. Cut 15, go. We are problem solvers. We are grateful that the courts have responded to perceived discrimination. Uh, But in any event, what I would uh, clearly say, and you need to put down your camera, please. You need to put down your camera. You need to put down your camera. It's a... I understand that, but I need the witness. Why do I have to put down my camera? Because I'm already on video, so I don't need to be on yours. Is that a committee? I mean, this is free speech. There's not a rule on it. Somebody's whispering in her ear because she's too much of a moron to ask herself. There's no rule on it. Hey, pal, this is a perfect First Amendment issue. Perfect. It's the government right there. The first branch of government, the legislature, we call it the House of Representatives, a committee hearing. And she's holding up her camera, her video. One Congress idiot doesn't have the power to prevent her. We don't have a rule on this. We don't have a rule on this. I don't know what to do. Go ahead. Choose not to be respectful, and so I will allow you to continue on. Thank you so very much. But in any event, I I believe that um, this hearing deals with the impact of discrimination on the groups um, who have suffered discrimination in such a large way. And so I'd like to make sure that we are focused on that. I'm disappointed that CRT has been politicized to attack people who simply want to ensure that our children have an opportunity uh, to be engaged in diversity. You're a liar. That's not what CRT is all about at all. Mr. Producer, would you please send Sheila Jackson Lee a copy of my book? I don't choose to sign it, but nonetheless, please send her a copy of my book. Seriously. Go ahead. 
uh, I know that this um, words that I am saying now in the most calm way will be mutilated by the right wing media. That is all they do. They do not act in truth and they do not. Oh, not come try on to. now. We don't mutilate what you say. We just expose what you say. You mutilate what you say. Go ahead. Provoke truth. They try to provoke people. And we have so, we've been so busy trying to step away uh, from that that we saw what happened on January 6th. Whereas- yes, and we saw what happened in the summer of 2020. Day in and day out, day in and day out. Did you see that, Sheila? May I call you Sheila? Or Shelley? What would you prefer? Yes, did you see that? Did you see the brutalization of the police? The burning of these small businesses? Many of them minority owned. I don't remember you taking the lead on this. Sheila, may I call you Sheila? I think I will. Go ahead. Congressman Raskin said they came. Congressman Raskin, he's as red as they are. His father was a big time red. So, of course, you're quoting Raskin. Why don't you quote like one of the founders? Oh, I can't quote them. But Raskin, absolutely. Why don't you quote Marx? That would be interesting. Go ahead. They beat, they attacked, they called names, uh, and they made a mockery of democracy. Well, that Congressman Raskin, something else, boy, I'll tell you what. He's fantastic. Tell me again, Rich. Oh, you want me to interrupt this genius of this woman with a commercial? Come on now. Go ahead, continue with her. Attack the citadel of democracy. That is not what we're doing here in this hearing. Do you notice how they build up the country that they hate? I thought she was with the Black Lives Matter crowd and the Antifa crowd and and the rest of the crowds that keep attacking our country. That America, didn't she just endorse critical race theory, which is an entirely racist ideology born from fruitcakes and nuts? In the 1970s, out of the halls of Harvard Law and other places. The whole point is to attack our country. The whole point is to destroy our country, to start over, because the country is a white dominant society. And then she says, this is the citadel of democracy. Did she not just say that, Mr. Producer? It's the citadel of democracy. I thought it's the citadel of a white dominant society. Please make up your minds such as they are. Well, she definitely deserves to be reelected, if you ask me. How about you folks? Uh, in any event, Asra Nomani continues. Cut 16, go. But how did this happen? How did we go from this ideology of critical race theory that says that we must look at all of society through the lens of race and then become this? How to be an anti-racist in which this ideologue says that we can only, we can only, can you imagine this, correct past discrimination by present discrimination. What kind of a country is this? That is not the kind of country that my father came to. Critical race theory and education. That's why we have this at TJ. And then they are reaching for our little babies. Woke baby, anti-racist baby. What mm-hmm. are these concepts? These are concepts for racism. Mm-hmm. 
She's right. We've spent a lot of time in this program advancing the, uh, the, the, this position and explaining what critical race theory is throughout the nation. We've had a lot of great men and women who have been scholars, who've written about it, posted about it. We took this and we ran it throughout the country, night after night, day after day, to expose what was happening to your kids right here behind this microphone. Right here behind this microphone. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, we have Jen Psaki on MSLSD, and people are saying, you know, Joe Biden gave this long speech, monotonous speech, and yet he couldn't find 15 seconds to acknowledge the 13 brave men and women who died in Afghanistan because of his debacle. His debacle. He's calling out everyone else. He's concocting phony heroes. He's doing a... But he couldn't mention those 13. And Jen Psaki was called on this. Cut 18, go. What you heard the, the president talk about last night is the importance of democracies prevailing over autocracies, of standing up and believing that that is what makes us strong. Hey, 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 dummy. He didn't mention the 13. We don't want to hear autocracies, democracies. Why didn't he mention those 13 men and women? Go ahead. This country and being united abroad. That is very much what the theme of his January 6th speech was just six weeks ago. And how Who asked about January 6th, you idiot? Go ahead. ...to be thinking about this period in our own history. So look, a speech like the State of the Union, it's hugely important. It doesn't touch on, it doesn't have the time to touch on everything that is a priority. Oh, I'm sorry, we were so busy talking about redistributing wealth pushing Bernie Sanders' agenda, lying through both out of both sides of our mouths to the American people. We didn't have time to mention the 13 heroes who died because of Joe Biden, and that's the truth. This administration is sickening. It's absolutely sickening. Mr. Producer, is, the caller, is there a caller to whom I shall speak, friend or foe, Regular or irregular American? Go right ahead. XM Satellite, Asheville, North Carolina. Bill, how are you, sir? Mr. Levin, you are a great constitutional freedom fighter. Please keep it up. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I wanted to say that whenever you... Go ahead. I'm sorry, sir. No, no, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Whenever you, President Trump, and other clear-headed conservatives talk about Vladimir Putin is not insane, he's not stupid, you are spot-on, 100% correct. But we also say he's evil and diabolical and genocidal, and they ignore that, don't they? They do. They they have something invested in, in making it seem like he's not that serious a... A, uh, a threat, and that's that's the mistake, because he's he is a threat. He's a serious threat. I met him in Moscow in uh, in 2000 at his inauguration, and it was like my hand was invaded by evil microbes. Mm-hmm. It's a ele- he's electrifyingly evil, and the only person more almost as evil as he was was Yasser Arafat, 
We're mm. talking about people that are um, – he's a bully coward. He's now messing around with uh, with – the Ukrainians are wonderful people. He makes them sound like they're Russians. They're not Russians at all. Russians are stone cold and very hard to get to oh know. Boy. Ukrainians are warm people, warm people. And we can't let these people. How about the Italians? You know, the uh, the mayor of uh, of Chicago was uh, was uh, s- sliming and smearing Italians, people of the Italian an- ancestry and ethnicity. Well, she's. She's just a lunatic. And she says she is the biggest D in Chicago. <laughs> well, I think she might. Lunatics are Lori Lightfoot and uh, and Kamala Lori Harris. Lightweight. Yeah, now, she really president. is grotesque. Yes, go right ahead. How our dare you attack the greatest brain. vice president in history? Don't you understand? She's a historical, fi- I mean, a historical figure. No, she's not a historical figure. This is. No. They're all surrounded by subhumanoids. They're destroying our country, and we cannot let them leave uh, Ukraine hanging and being slaughtered. Remember, I know, it's driving, I- it's driving me nuts. I can't sleep at night thinking about this Ukraine stuff. I really can't. How those people are being brutalized, how all they needed was weapon, were weapons to defend themselves. It just drives me nuts to watch the, a free people, a people who want to live in a, in a peaceful situation how they're treated like this thank you my brother we salute our armed forces police officers firefighters emergency personnel our truck driver friends and we stand with you ukraine we stand with you